Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. And we're back. How we doing, Anna? Well, Todd, things are heating up. Ooh, yes, Nelson with the jalapeno poppers. Incredible. Ramirez comes in hot with a cheeseburger, patty, lettuce, tomatoes. Beautiful formation. Is he? <gasps> He's going for it. Ramirez grabs the Duke's mayo. <laughs> Look at it go. The twang. Anna, this is the best tailgate I've ever commentated on. Tailgate with twang. Get the official mayo of the tailgate. Duke's mayo today. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. The Custard TV <laughs> Podcast, the one place on the web where I'm here, Luke, editor and runner of the website, thecustardtv.com. Uh, Gary's in the London area. Bonjour. And Matt's in the northern area, presumably still cold in your Victorian surroundings. Buenos dias. Has it got central heating, your no. place? No. People ask me this on Twitter. I, I, don't, I, don't have central, I don't have central heating either. I'm all, I, I, I'm all electric here. Are you all electric, Gary? Yeah. Not storage heaters. Yeah. They cost a fortune. We've had no. this conversation before off air. Let's have I, it on the air. I, Our I, home I, lives I've went got, down a in, storm. In my bedroom, week. I've got like a fan heater thing. I've got my own little fan heater, which I've which I normally just keep. Well, I don't keep it on, but that's what I have on yeah, over the right. storage heaters that are in... Most rooms okay. in my house. I, I sometimes yeah. have the, the the fire on, like Gary's got one. I've got. One. We yours yeah. installed in the flat when you moved in, sort of thing. It, it was given to me by the landlords, yeah, because they realised uh, that there was no heating yeah, downstairs. Because mine, mine was all sort of installed when I got in, like even the like, and you've got like electric water heaters and stuff like that as well. Yeah, immersion heater and and yeah, electric oven. I don't like electric hobs. I've got used to them. Mm. I prefer gas, but you know what can I do? I know Matt's a bit of a food creative sometimes, some of the things he tells me about. But Gary, I don't see you as a cook. I see you as an eater. I don't see yes, you as a yes. cook. <laughs> You've seen the pictures. Do you heat stuff I, up, mainly? I, I <laughs> at the moment, uh, I'm going through a Sainsbury's uh, ready meal kick because they all come with the right amount of everything in them. Uh, and I, I just add veg to, like, you know, a, a, a pasta bake or a, a spaghetti bolognese. But in the past, I have gone through periods. add to a spaghetti bolognese? Yeah, a few runner beans on the side, or peas, or carrots. You've got to have your five a day. That's weird. Well, whatever. That is a bit weird. Well, whatever. That's but, um, very weird. That's going to stay... Next time I have a spaghetti bolognese, I'm going to imagine having peas and runner beans with it. That's bizarre. Well, no, but I, I, I like to add a bit of veg to stuff sometimes, because, you know... I mean, I, I do, but anything anything that you would have out of a bowl... Like yeah. a spag bol, or um, I'm just trying to think of other things. You now. wouldn't do a chili con carne with runner beans and peas, would you? Well, no, I, but there's like what there's about like a curry beans, with veg on the side? Well, I, d- I don't cook curry because I'm not a big curry fan, so mm. I don't cook curry. The only curry I have is when I go out for a curry night or something. <laughs> and even then, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a big why fan. Would you go out, yeah, why would you go out? No, no, but the, why the, the guys, some, the some, some, some of the friends I've got tend to go out once every other month for a curry night, and I go with them, and I have a chicken tikka masala, which is not really curry, apparently. The custard TV podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start now. again. No. 
Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I'd never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. Talking telly. Try it, just for one week. Just try the program for one week. This is the Custard TV Podcast. I did watch Children in Need because I was at my parents, so I could talk about that if you want. I watched about two hours of it. (laughs) Do you know what? I I think Channel 4 got the right idea. They do stand-up for cancer, and they just do special episodes of the shows on the night, and they don't do any of the sort of sort of presenting in the they middle. Did, they did, didn't they, the first they year they did. Yeah, the they got rid of it because no one think, watched it. I actually think the BBC should adopt that for comic relief and children in need. I, There's I, so much guff you don't need. I, I, I tell you what, I really miss Terry Wogan as well. He used to keep that show together and I'm afraid all the other presenters that you they mean got... Rochelle Humes. Yeah, and, and Graham Norton and, and Mel Gedwich talking over each other. It, it shows you how much of a consummate professional tell was. Uh, Peter Kay were, made an opinion, uh, made an appearance, and then had an opinion, made an appearance to announce that car share. I presume he did this just for me. So basically, if you missed the announcement, and I've not put it on the website actually, uh, car share will be back one episode at Christmas, which is a improvised version where they had no script. It's just the two of them in the car with no reference to what's come before, and then a. As Peter Kay put it, much to my displeasure, a series finale. No specified date on that, but that will tie up the loose ends of the last episode where we saw um, Kaylee leave the car and they appear to go their separate ways. Um, So that is that. That's Peter Kay's car share. One for Christmas and one in the near future at some point. I don't know if they've already filmed it. I'm not sure. Not like I'm some TV insider. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, not to go into much stuff about my private life, but we moved recently, and we moved into a house that we could buy if we liked it. So we rented it with the idea that we could buy it if we liked it, which meant all my DVDs and stuff were in boxes right up until last week. And I was opening them up this week, having decided that we are going to give it a go. I just decided... How often am I actually going to watch these things? And how often do uh, you yeah. two? How often do you two sit down and watch a DVD now? Should I get rid of them? Are they going to become like VHS and not going to be worth the thing they're printed on? How often do you sit down and watch a DVD? Rarely. Now? That's why I don't really buy them anymore. I'm keeping the ones that I want to keep. I did get rid of some ages ago, but I'm keeping the ones that I I want to keep for either. Because I like the film or because I like the series, but I rarely buy any anymore. I know you're a big DVD buyer still, Luke. Well, I was, and I'm just thinking, even if I live for another 60 years, I don't know whether I'll have the chance to, especially if TV continues at the pace it is, and the fact that I'm just finishing getting up to date with stuff like South Park and Deadwood, which are from 2004 and 2011 respectively. I mean, do you ever sit down and watch one, Gary? Very rarely now do I pick up one of the DVDs and put it in because of the fact that the multitude is now is what is available online and, you know, Netflix, Amazon, whatever. There are some things that... In general, how much do you re-watch stuff, I suppose, is the the general question. You're going to hate me because you know what I'm going to say. There are certain series... Yeah, there are certain series I have re-watched. Yeah, there are certain things that I have re-watched, you know, Twin Peaks. Like you say, not everything is available... 
stream. Yeah. The X Files doesn't. No, the X Files does stream, doesn't it? Uh, it's on West Amazon, Wing, I think. The West Wing doesn't. Stream. Not in this country, no. You can get it on Netflix US, but not in this country. Yeah. Um, and uh, the DVDs Matt might keep, like all the Frasers, they're not streaming everywhere. No. And unless you prepared to record them off Channel Four every morning. But um, things, if you're prepared to be um, a little nefarious, things are very easy to find. I think that's the yeah. thing. There are there are very few television series out there that aren't available. I mean, the one that I remember, there was a, um, what was it called? Space Above and Beyond, which was another thing by Chris Carter that was starred David Duchovny after the X-Files first run. And I've never been able to find that on DVD or anywhere. Or if I have, it's been like 60 quid Region 4 from Australia, too expensive. That's like quite niche, and there was only one or maybe two series of it, and things like that. in your local charity shop. As you say, there's not much out there now that you can't find. You're probably going to buy a load of stuff in Black Friday now, aren't you? Actually, that's what spurred it on, was because mm. a couple of years ago on the Black Friday, they had a load of DVDs. Uh, drop down in price this year there's not even a black friday that they're involved in so that no you're right te- there's very there's very few the market's drying mm. up well here you are Luke. here's one for you um 2348 for the complete inspector lindley mysteries is it remastered <laughs> <laughs> with, with additional commentary i think i'm slowly here gonna... are, gary space above and beyond on ebay collector's edition new dvd 1559 can you send me that link please <laughs> Well, if nothing else, we've achieved something <laughs> with that conversation. I'll probably buy that, to be honest, because okay. that is a series I look back on and think, oh, it's really good, but obviously my memory might not be. So Gary, <laughs> my, at the end my of memory Gary might not be any good. DVD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saying that he never goes near them and it's the all, all I out. need to do now is buy a DVD player. Oh, no. Uh, no, I've got one. Well, and it says last one on it, so... Oh, Gary, go, go, go. There's quite a few, actually, so... Okay. Yeah. Reviews... Of which there aren't that many, but we go over to the one who handles them, that's Matt. That's me, hello. We'll, we'll start with the big one, which is I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, um, which is on the 15th. Uh, I want to say 17th. Oh, really? They, they, they oh, they did one, two in one year, but then there was... Oh, it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter, it's been no. on a, a while. It's been on a while, yeah. Um, so it's the series of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Generally considered one of the weaker lineups this year. Um, yeah. The big characters, I suppose, early on are um, Amir Khan, the boxer, who sort of came Ooh, in and said, "Thick as pudding, thick as." Pudding. He's been here well, about. Yeah, his job is to be hit in the head. But the fact he doesn't even know the show is just like, "Here's a he- hello, Amir. Here's a truck of money. Please go to the Australian yeah, jungle." Okay, to the jungle. You haven't seen last night's Gary, but his first no. trial, he basically did the I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. When Which he... I don't remember anybody doing no, for years. for years. I think the last, um, what's her name from off of Coronation Street was the last one I remember doing it on a regular basis. Helen yeah, Flanagan? Yeah. yeah. He was the last one who did it sort of on a regular basis, wasn't it? But I, I can't remember anyone sort of mid-trial doing it. He's probably seen it all before and just wants to act on and go, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, He's... you know, I'm not expecting these critters. I'm not... Yeah, he, it was funny well, there when was he some, pulled the snake the, out rather than there, the key, though. There were some tweets, weren't there, about his history of, of with the program. He's previously said he'd never go on it and stuff like that. So he doesn't know what it is. Exactly. Yeah. The one who they seem to be focusing on a lot is the girl from Made in Chelsea. She seems Tough. to be the Tough, one. Toffolo. 
yeah, Toph from Made in Chelsea. I, I did, I did kind of quite. Sorry, I did kind of quite like the bit where she first entered the campsite. I felt like campsite Barbie. I was just thinking, was there a campsite Barbie? I was just thinking, I felt like that before. That's what you thought, didn't you? No, no, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> just bought that space above and beyond DVD. Um, <laughs> have you really? Have you really yeah. bought it? You just have, bought yeah. the DVD. Brilliant. <laughs> Live DVD, but I feel like yeah, we're I'll on give you, DVD I'll give you, now. I'll do a review on a podcast later. Uh, <laughs> no, you won't. You won't watch it. Generally, I mean, I think the 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 opening tasks seem to be very similar to last year. So, like, except six, except they're, they're focusing on a new thing, which is meal tickets, and I can't, I don't understand them. Well, that, I, I was going to ask this question because I've I've not I, I, cards on the table. I'm not a fan of I'm a celebrity normally. I think I can explain it to you, Luke. If you just do it quickly. I'm not that bothered. But so, was... so for example, in the first instant before going into camp. They were up. They could have five meal tickets was the maximum. They got four because Stanley Johnson didn't do something with coloured tiles or something. Yeah. So didn't they get he didn't. Them. He didn't. He didn't count up the number of tiles correctly yeah. and told Shappy to to release the wrong flare. Anyway, that's not important right now. They got four meal tickets. They then assigned those meal tickets to the four younger female members. So all the female members of the camp apart from Shappy. So basically, you get a meal ticket, and every every task now is to win the the whole everyone with a meal ticket a meal. So before, when it was stars, you got a number of stars, and then they would share out that amount of food, wouldn't they? But that's, that's what, what I'm saying. That now that they've nominated those four girls as having mm. meal tickets, they can't change it. No, and I think each task you do get a meal ticket as well because if Amir and what's the face had got had won the trial yesterday, they would not have only got the meals for the people with meal tickets but they would have got another meal ticket okay it is overcomplicated, but i think the point behind it is that it creates tension between the people who've got these meal tickets and are constantly eating i was gonna say they've done the male female divide without really knowing it haven't Mm -hmm. they i don't know whether they've totally understood it of course if you're casting a reality show it's the one thing that you can't control really how all these people are going to behave in a group. Yeah. And so far, with very early days, I might regret saying this by the time we record next week if we discuss it again. It's not that this group is too nice because we've had nice groups last before. last year. Last was, year's was, was nice. Overly I just, nice. I just think they're dull. I just think they're, they're just a little dull. dull. They're yeah. just like normal people, really. Well, most I, of them, I, I think the, the more we get into the reality era, you're getting more people who are familiar with the way in which the show works apart from Amir Khan and you've not got so many people that we don't know something about already it's lost its shine a little bit if it were hosted by anybody else then those two I yep. wouldn't watch it. And we but called that, it, didn't we, the gag? But well, I have to say, I, I listened they did back two to last gags. I, two I listened gags. back to last week's podcast. Luke called it completely right when he said, where have you been all summer? That was the gag they used. They had to reference it and as soon as they did, I just felt so much more relaxed about the whole mm-hmm. thing. You said you didn't think they should have to. Well, no, I think it's sad that they have to. I, but I think, way, I, from what I remember, the you said that they. In. I think you said they shouldn't have to, but you know that they will, and then it will move on, and then it will yeah. be forgotten. We now focus on the celebrities rather than Ant and Deck now. Well, well no, Ant and Deck are the stars. But it seems like the recurring gag they've got going this time is that Dex having a go at Dennis Wise for being small. I love that. He's a tiny yeah. man. I love those gags. <laughs> and and the, and the, and the, the, the ant is going, you're not exactly a giant yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah quite, looking at the camera. That's their, they always do a recurring gag, don't they? 
It was a couple of years ago they did old Tony Hadley on Celebrity Master Shepherd. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. See, I like to watch all those clips on YouTube, actually, every now and again. They are brilliant, and I know people knock them, but they're brilliant, and this is Who a great knocks them? Who knocks a them? Lot of, a lot of people. You know, I, I think, think people knock We've got a, we've got a thing in this, in this country, we've got this thing where people get popular and people start going, oh, they're not uh, great, I don't watch they, yeah. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. They've won too many awards, I think, but I think even they admit that. So generally, so they kind of go awards. like, "Oh, you know, stop voting for us." You know, and I think, I think that's the only thing I would say. Of the originals that went into the camp on day one, Gary, who who do you like? Is there any feelings you've got on any of them, or? No, I don't think so. <laughs> my my vested interest is is that the two new people that have been announced that will be joining the camp. Um, one is the former Labour uh, leader in Scotland. Scottish. And one is uh, a friend of mine, Ian Lee, uh, who used to be on the 11 o'clock show. Um, the, the background is is that I used to, I still do, ring Ian Lee's radio show. I'm a kind of regular caller. And I've seen him in a number of comedy shows and I've, you know, sort of, you know, helped him out in doing various podcasts and bits over the years. So it's going to be interesting to see him in that setting. He's always said he would never do I'm a Celebrity. How, do you, how will you feel if... Um... He doesn't come across well and people turn... Well, I, I think he's he's going to play a game. He's quite an astute, clever bloke. He's going to play a character, I would say, rather Which than one? be himself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Doctor Who? I, I, don't know. I, I don't know how he's going to get on because I, I, I think he could go either way. He, he I... can be very confrontational. Mm. I, I think, think he'll be a that. bit like Matthew Wright was a few years ago. That's what I'm... I think oh, it'd I be more. Like I mean, the, the interesting part, and I only picked oh, up more conversations last year, was that some of the better characters last year were last Danny Baker was, and yeah. and the bloke that came in with him that's on um, Homes Under the Hammer. Homes Under the yeah. Hammer, yeah. I, he was I, an irritating character, yeah. not a, not. A, I well, stopped no, watching okay, after Danny Baker just... got eliminated first because I was like, "What's the point?" People don't know what they're talking about. I think Ian is personally quite funny, but I, I know that some people won't necessarily find that. But I think he's quite quick-witted and funny. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on with everybody there. Are you... At this early stage, there's no front runner. Do you want to pick a winner now? Now we know all 12. I'm going to go Jenny McAlpine because that was my initial oh, thought. Yeah, I suppose you have the Corrie vote. So there's the Corrie viewers that will vote for us. A good point. I quite like her. Yeah. The, the Northern vote. Here. Yeah. And <laughs> Luke. Oh, can I do her as well? Can I, can I nominate her as well? Yeah. Okay. Also, I'd love the fact that ITV will be very pleased because they were talking last night about how they were recognised and Jenny McAlpine obviously talking about Corrie and Amir yeah, Khan said... Oh, she's been in it for I, 17 years. Yeah, 
Amir Khan said to her, oh, we used to watch that every day. It's on 7.30 on Channel, Channel 3. 3. <laughs> and I thought, oh, ITV will be really pleased with that. Yeah. He has actually got a bit of arrested development, I think, Amir Khan, because he's been being knocked in the head since he was 17. He won an Olympic medal, he said, didn't he, when he was 17? Yeah, there, uh, there is there is a little bit of... Um, they of must that. give those out. To he was just talking wrong. about going into his corner shop, wasn't he, and not knowing how to do his own signature and things like that. And I'd be surprised if he knows how to spell his own name, to be quite <laughs> frank, at this stage. I would just say as well, one more thing, and you mentioned this on Twitter, Luke, is that I don't need the episodes to be like... 95. Oh, well, I can understand Sunday, you yeah. know, the launch show being But a bit then it was them just hanging on a plank for about half an hour. I know, I know. Yeah. And the other uh, review couldn't be more different. It's Drugs Land. It basically is a documentary, BBC Three. It's being shown BBC One at 10.45, is that right? Yeah. This, this evening, Tuesday. This tonight. evening. Is tonight the second episode? or is this No, tonight's the tonight's first. The first. Oh. Okay, so th- this is um, all filmed in Bristol. Uh, and it looks at the sort of the drugs trade. Drugs trade would that be a good? Yeah, I think that would be yeah. in in the city. Uh, looking at the sort of the police element, the dealers. They speak to one dealer in particular um, who's wearing a hood, and um, the users as well. And and in this first episode specifically, this girl called um, Safi who was sleeping rough, and it was quite harrowing the scenes featuring her. I think. Mm. There's sort of like three strands here. There was the sort of the interviews with the dealer, the sort of on the on the spot things following the police as they were sort of hunting down this drug dealer called um, Kimar Lewis, yeah. and uh, the scenes with Safi and talking about and seeing her actually sort of shooting up and stuff and found that quite powerful. Um, the the difference here, I think, to other documentaries we talked about recently is that it's not done with a voiceover or a narrator, you know, you haven't got a Louis Theroux or something. It is done, I mean, it's comparable, I think, to the murder detectives on Channel 4. It's done almost like a drama. Like, you get Can sort I of... say, though, I, I found that irritating, this. I found it over... Okay. Over-stylized, and it kind of took me out of it a little well, bit. I, I, the, I the, disagree. The, the, mu- the music was a bit too much, mm. and the quick shots. I didn't need a narrator. I agree that we yeah. love stuff. Like yeah. the murder detectives yeah. and a show on BBC Two recently called The Detectives, but on the whole, I found this. I thought it looked a bit over stylized and I, the, I, on the cheap side as well. I thought. I, it looked... How can it be over stylized and on the cheap side? Yeah, I don't understand. No, that. no, it just looked a bit over the top, but looked a bit tacky. I thought. Like they didn't have the budget to do it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like they couldn't do. It I disagree. I would disagree with that. I thought I liked the way it was edited. I like. I didn't think the music was over the top, and I. I. I liked the. I think the. the it was plotted well that you got all these different aspects, and it was quite hard to watch at times, especially like the final sort of arrest yes. and stuff where they got the guy to spit all of the drugs that he'd ingested out. On the whole, I mean, I felt like I was watching like a Bristol Bristolian version of The Wire at times. The only thing is that I, I, you, you struggle to take people with Bristolian accents seriously you even when they're drugs enforced. It's like Stop Martin. I found myself very engrossed about half an hour in. Mm. I think about half hour in, once the storylines come together, and as you say, once you started chasing the drug dealer, you saw the, you know, um, the girl, what was her name, Safi? You saw what she went through on a daily and a regular basis. And you got a bit more of what beho- what's behind the storylines, you know, the behind the people behind it. I, I did get quite engrossed. I do think 
it was a little bit long. And I, I think would agree. That's I, I, I think that perhaps that around the 45 minute mark, I was starting about to get 15 minutes bit... too long. Well, yeah, but my <laughs> <new> <laughs> perhaps the 15 minutes at the start were too, were too much. If it's, yeah, but, at, but actually I'm, I'm, I found myself series linking this and I'm, I'm watching it. it. It made me look very carefully at Bristol. I mean, I know I live in London, <laughs> which, you know, is, is not exactly, a, you know, a, a nice calm place in certain areas, but it made me think about Bristol in a different way. Uh, I did enjoy all the stuff about the different patches and how he wasn't allowed to yeah. go into a certain patch. I mean, this was all set. This was sort of subtitled Crack Alley because it was a certain part and, of. And there was a certain. What thing was it called? The Hepburn Road. Yeah, and people bringing. And at, towards the end, there was all the stuff about people bringing. Was it county lines? Yeah. About where people bring drugs from other areas. And there's a certain bit of Hepburn Road, and they sort of conjoin in the place where yeah. the police were sort of. And as doing you say, that's bit. where it felt very similar to the wire. That mm. kind of like patches and corners and mm. territory. You know that there was that similarity. Well, they mentioned but, reops at the end as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, get your WMD here, uh, <laughs> Luke. You weren't as. I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't as engrossed. I, I just think okay. I've seen a lot of documentaries on the subject. Uh, it's not a world that the three of us know greatly, but that doesn't mean that I can't sympathise with it. Well, I know you had the problems back in 2003, but we won't with all worry the, about that. With all the uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I did I did think it was just a little bit over the top, and okay. when it calmed down, when I when I got to know Safi and that, I could I could turn on my empathetic emotions a bit more. But I'm glad she sort of found way out and working on a farm now and things yeah and she and was I, the I, bubbles character really wasn't she in this well exactly we, but I, again I, as someone who lives in an area where there are a number of people that beg on the street i've never seen so many people quite as happy as she is when when you know because normally when you walk past people on the streets in london and they ask you for money and you do or you don't she almost was quite sort of like thank you you know she was she seemed mm. very genuine in her responses which probably was some way to do with the fact that hopefully as you say she managed to get out because she had a kind of like a more uh, sunny disposition on life than, than most people who live on the streets have what i liked about this i think was the frankness of it you know, yeah. you've got her talking about how she would like go into stores and steal stuff. You've got the drug dealer saying, you know, I'll st- I'll, I'll sell to women who are pregnant because I like money. Yeah. I felt it was very on the nose, very sort of frank. And I think you don't always get that with people being interviewed in documentaries. I think this was very, the people they got certainly in this first episode were, were felt different enough from other things that I've seen. I mean, I know I don't watch as many documentaries as... The two of you, especially you, Luke, I think you watched probably the most. Yeah, watch it yeah. yeah, so maybe that's it. You know, it's sort of familiarity for you, breeding contempt, whereas, mm. you know, it feels a bit fresher for me because I don't watch as much of like custody as you two do. Or I didn't. I never saw the detective. OK, so um, you can catch there's three of these in total. If you want to watch it on BBC One, it airs 10.45 Tuesday nights. If you want to watch it on the iPlayer via BBC Three, just type Drugs Land into the search at the top and you can watch the first two of the three. And uh, Gary's <coughs> link tip, Matt, are you going to watch two and three? I might do, yeah. <laughs> Always sounds exciting. Well, I don't want to admit to anything. As I, as I said off air, I did finish Gone to Pot, though, so, you know. It's a yeah, nice comparison so. piece. It kind of is, isn't it? That's where... <laughs> <laughs> Punks and Clement could well, be in a few years. The drugs they're dealing with there is a little bit more hardcore than... Uh, yeah. than uh, well, she, she, she was strapping on a blooming bulletproof vest and going off on the Colorado border. So, you know, yeah. you never know. Her audition for Narcos. Yeah. yeah.
You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. Take a little walk to the edge of town and go across the track. Where the viaduct looms like a bird of doom as a ship and crack. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. And now on the podcast, something for me. We have to talk about all the rubbishy Netflix stuff that Gary likes, but now we can talk about something that I'm really enjoying, and I'm not just enjoying it on my own, I am enjoying it with a a large proportion of the BBC Two audience, but I'm not enjoying it with Matt and Gary, because they don't watch it, so I've had to rope in one of our contributors, he's currently reviewing the entire full series for, I should say the entire full series, and I've got that, I've got that recorded now, so that means you have to do the whole run. You've broke me into it now, haven't you? Yeah, that was it. This is Michael Lee, who is contributing Hello. to the website, the aforementioned custardtv.com. Great site. You should check it out. And I've changed my to... mind, though. I, I don't want to do Peaky Blinders anymore. I just want to review Gone to Pot every week. That's oh, it. Oh, it's finished now. That, that, no, no, but I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm review it again oh, and again and again. Yeah. Again and again and again. That's I it. I think you'd have to be on some sort of trip yourself <laughs> to, to enjoy doing that. Matt and Gary don't watch Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and, 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 and yet, Matt thinks it's style over substance. Okay. He thinks it's just too overstyled. He d- he feels like they're cartoon sort of cartoon superhero type people. Rather, he does he struggles to believe the world. Gary is an enigma all of his own, and I don't know why he doesn't watch half the things he doesn't watch. Uh, <laughs> and watches but... half the things he does watch. <laughs> yeah, in fact, this is. Could be a good psychological assessment if you want to sit down and discuss it while we're outside of them both. I would agree to a degree with what Matt says, but it's just a very enjoyable and exciting show, actually, isn't it? It is. Outside of the fact that it's quite superhero-esque, which I'm not a fan of. I've never really... No, I'm not a fan of superheroes. I've never really viewed it in that way before. I don't know why I like it in the sense that they're bad guys. There's not, there's no one really that likable, and yet there's something that draws me into it. Because I always have a trouble with TV shows where there's no pe- people that are likable, and yeah. you're asked yeah. to care. Well, it's not so much likable. I, th- I you know, because Walter White, you could argue, wasn't yeah. a likable person by the end, but he was somebody that I was immensely interested in. Yes. And it's the same with Tommy Shelby. Because I see, I can understand his motives, then yeah. I can go along with the... And, the and also, no matter what wrong they do, they still care about each other as a family, and they're, they're, they sit together as a family. So there's something admirable in that, even though what they do is questionable. Because America um, coined the phrase anti-hero. Yes. Uh, which yeah. has become a thing in recent years. And, and this is probably... The British anti-hero is Tommy Shelby, I would I say. Guess so. They don't really yeah. have a, an equivalent to it, really. I suppose some of the characters in Line of Duty were quite unlikable on the face of it. Yeah, um, I guess as a main character, it's not. It's not British TV doesn't really do it so much, do that does does it? That they have such a bad character at the centre of it. I should be with Matt. I should be because I'm not a big fan of period drama. I'm not a big fan of. You know, sort of over heightened stuff or yeah. a lot of violence. But for some reason, 
Peaky Blinders, which I was a late comer to. Yeah. And we did a podcast on it. I was a late comer to it. And I started it on Netflix and finished it all and am now completely immersed in the world. On the face of it, I shouldn't like it, but the writing is so strong. It is. It is. And the and the performances are strong as well. If the performances weren't there, you wouldn't you wouldn't go along with it, I feel. I just think that Killian Murphy, and I did look that up, and you do say it, Killian. Not Sicilian. He is just an amazing screen presence. And Yes, yeah. I kicked myself a few years ago. I had the chance to go to the Peaky Blinders set um, oh, no. for a set visit when it started on Series 1. I was like, Birmingham Gangsters, Killian Murphy, I've not really... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rated. No, I won't be going to that. I ruined the day. I wake up in cold sweats ever since <laughs> going, why didn't I do that? What's wrong uh-huh. with me? Let's talk about the first two episodes of Series yep. 4. They've both been on BBC Two so far. Thursday nights, uh, no, Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock. The, the basic premise is what you need to know, even if you don't know the situation in Series 3. I think you could leap in at Series 4 and know where you are, because the events of the, the end of Series 3 have left all the family disbanded and separate, and, and they've fallen out. So essentially, Episode 1 is all them getting back together out of necessity because they have to. Whenever you do an amazing cliffhanger like they did where the family was sent off to jail at Tommy's request. Then, of course, Series 4, it's that awkward, you have to get the the band back together The opening scene, I thought, was amazing when they're all going to the noose. And actually, you knew that none of them were going to be for the job, but it was still so... Edge of seat, even though you knew they were they were somewhat safe. Exactly. If you're talking about immersing in the world, you know it's the first scene in the whole new series. No one's going to die in that scene, but yet it still got you. It still had you on the edge of your seat, and because it was so spectacularly directed, and the music, the acting, it just everything flowed. And I felt that for the whole of the first episode, it just had that really good pace. Some 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 of series three to me laboured a bit until the end. The last yeah. two or three episodes, it, but a lot of series three really laboured, and it just so far series four hasn't done that. It's just got straight to the point. It's saying this is where we're going. This is the plot lines. This is where we're going, and it's just felt so smooth. It's really worked. I've got a card. Ida, guessing Arthur and John have had one as well. Hello, Tommy. Hello, Ada. Welcome home. Thanks. It's nice to be back. Moss says that Changretta is a soldier for the Spignetti family, which means that he'll have men with him, professional men. They usually operate in units of around ten. Moss is checking Cunard records to see if they're already in England. So, boss, in light of the changed circumstances, what are your orders? Changretta knows where we all live. 
we stay out in the open, isolated, he'll pick us off one by one. We need to be together in a place even they won't dare to come. You mean back home? Within a four-mile radius of the garrison, every man is a guard and a soldier for us. I'm calling a family meeting. Charlie Strong's yard, Boxing Day. Finn's already there. You tell Polly and Michael I'll deal with John and Arthur. And Esme and Linda? Anyone who wants to live to see another Christmas needs to come with it safe. These bastards will kill kids as well. When this business is finished, we can go our separate ways. Go and see Polly and explain. She'll have had a card as well. Do you think I'm on the list? We're all on the list, Ada. Welcome, Mum. I think all the characters bring something to the table. Even somebody like Esme, the brilliant yes. Amy Fionn Edwards, yeah, who yeah. apparently is always filming Peaky Blinders when Detectress is filming. Cause I know, it's weird, isn't it? Join up. Um, <laughs> so so she, she had a moment to shine because the big spoiler here is that somebody did die at the end of that first episode, but not at the yeah. hands of the hangman, but at the hands of this evil Italian yeah. mafia. Yeah. I mean... How do you feel about there being a mafia element, or doesn't it matter? Does it is it just nice for them to have an enemy breathing down their neck? They've they've so. always got to have an enemy, and, and essentially, it feels like now the Peaky Blinders have uh, met their match. They've always been up against it before. They've always had the challenges before, but this feels like another level of threat to them. And yeah. what what with killing someone off in, at the end of the first episode, that 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 is a that's the, the sign, isn't it? Laying it yeah. down on the track, saying this is this is serious, more serious this time. Much like Line of Duty, and a British show that I think is way up there as yeah, far as in terms yeah. of quality with this. I feel like it's a world where, although we knew nobody was going to die at the hangman's noose, I don't think it's a world where necessarily anyone is safe. I think they could get rid exactly. of anyone at yes. any point, and that makes it more interesting. And that, and just the the violence of the scene in the in the cooks. Wasn't that so good? So it was so tense. It was so tense. It was grotesque, but it was also stunningly, yeah, visually really attractive to look at as well. Yeah, yeah. The reds and the anything can happen in the world, and it proves it time and time again. And that's when TV is at its most exactly, yeah. And I I I think the reactions on Twitter to the first episode just prove you know they say event telly doesn't really exist anymore, but I think it does. That's rubbish. It's clearly rubbish, isn't it? Because because if say that you had seen the whole series, spoiler, you probably could. You've got access to the boot. But it wouldn't be this quite the same, would it? If you could binge it all and it was all done by tomorrow night. I'm tempted to watch it all, but I don't want to because I I'm not much of a binge watcher because I prefer no. to process what, I've, what yeah. I've seen and then think oh what's going to happen next week or you know yeah. I don't think that's an old-fashioned model as much as people would like you to no. believe that nobody watches uh, traditional linear TV anymore. Even like the big BBC shows this year, Blue Planet, uh, Peaky yeah. Blinders, uh, Strictly. Yeah. People live yeah. tweet them the time and they're talking yeah. about it at the time so so let's let's talk about the new additions we've got the brilliant charlie murphy uh from yes. happy valley as the thorn in tommy's side yeah. she's a really interesting real life character as well that that stephen knight has plucked out of history yeah in yeah the world. To, she's accusing tommy of underpaying staff and she's threatening 
to walk out, the st- for the staff to walk out. She's a real-life character from history, God, 1926-ish a time. Mm. I did Google mm. that. Oh, I uh, thought, that, I assumed that that was just something you knew, you had in no, the no. back of your mind all the time. Just, you, I could name any historical figure, you could tell me what year they were around in. I thought that was a party piece of some kind. Uh, uh, very boring parties, maybe. <laughs> So she's she's an interesting character. Then you've got um, Adrian Brody doing what I thought was quite a stereotypical yes. sort of. I'm not Star, big yeah. into um, well, I'm not big into Goodfellas or The Godfather or anything like that. It's kind of not my deal. But I imagine that he's yeah. taken bits of the main characters there and presented them. But the the scene where we meet him and he comes face to face with Tommy again, was, again, very tense. Oh, at the end of episode two, yeah. yeah. at the end of yeah, two. Yeah. He's got a really good menace about him. There is a chance he might veer into a caricature, like you say. Yeah. You've seen that kind of gangster so many times in films, and so there is a chance of that. But that scene was so good, where he was, you know, counting the bullets and the name, individual names of Shelby and yeah. family, and saying he's going to pick them off one by one. It was so good that you could just overlook it. Oh, the Shelby. Molly Gray, Michael Gray, John Shelby, Spent, Ada Thorne, and finally, Tommy Shelby. None of you will survive. Your level of security is pitiful. I could have killed you when I walked through the door. But you see, I want you to be the last. I want you to be alive after your entire family is dead. Because my mother says, how do you feel about the pacing of the show so far? I'm I'm loving it. I think it's all all smooth and it's giving every little story, every little plot line, setting up every plot line and giving it the right amount of time. There's but no, I think it's engrossing. Every 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 scene so far, I just think it's worked. What I like about it this year particularly, it seems like they've gone. Everybody needs to have something to do, and they've given everybody their time and their story, and that is something you get, because we already know we're getting Series 5. The luxury is you can give everybody a slice of the That's it, because the the writer knows he's got the time to develop things more. I I even like um, Arthur being a bit more subdued, as he was in Episode (laughs) 1, and just talking to chickens. I loved all the stuff on the farm. Why can't they be on the farming? In fact, I could do with a a farming spin-off, if we get to the end, just Arthur on the farm. Oh, come on. We, all we need to do now is have it commissioned. Peaky Farmers. I know some people that would commission that. Uh, I'd write it. <laughs> yeah. What annoys me about it is I think when it's trailed and things, I think if you've never seen it, then it's you get the wrong impression of it in a way. I yes. don't think I yeah. don't think they could I don't think they can sell it well. I think if you give it time and you let it get it under your skin, which actually doesn't take that much effort, 
But I think if you've seen it just in trails, and Matt's, for example, has seen the first two episodes of each series, except for this one, so he doesn't have the yeah. relationship. Yeah, it needs. With the yeah, it, it, it's it, it can be a bit of a slow burner if it's not your kind of show. Um, but what I'd agree with someone on your podcast said it last week. I think it might have been you. Did it sound like the person you were speaking to now? Because if it did, it was probably me. (laughs) I don't know. It was a week ago. It's the show that Ripper Street should have been. Exactly, yes. Because Ripper Street promised so much at the beginning, but then it just, there was something about it. It just Also, see, this is where I kick myself further, because I didn't go on the Picky Blinders set visit and I went on the Ripper Street set visit uh-huh. assuming that that was going to be the big thing in fact every set I've ever been on the show's been cancelled quite quickly I'm the piss <laughs> of death so quite good that I didn't visit Peaky Blinders thinking of it I think in the case of Ripper Street it just took itself too seriously way yeah. too seriously and I don't think Peaky Blinders does Killian uh, Murphy I am I'm just in awe, in awe of him from the moment he's on screen yeah he's got he's got that presence hasn't he do a lot of your sort of peer group watch it or a couple of people do um but no it's, it's it seems to be one of those shows that doesn't you know if you talk about facebook my facebook friends and, and that they, it's not one of those shows that are talked about really mm. and it's i don't i don't understand why it's on bbc2 it baffles me why it's on bbc2 well, i know but again it's like Detectorist talking about that being on BBC Four. Yeah. I kind of like that being hidden away and it makes it sort of my my hidden gem sort of thing. Yeah. And I don't think Peaky Blinders on one would be allowed to do the thing what with is... the hook and yeah. the effing and jeffing and be as raw. I think BBC One audience expect something a little bit more... I don't know, not family-friendly as such, but... Well, to be fair, they did... Um commission relic i know <laughs> i don't that know how that was that went backwards didn't it yeah, yeah. or forwards <laughs> depending on how you want to look at it, it in my opinion it went nowhere but yeah we can't stress enough how if you don't think it's for you just try it don't assume based on the ad campaigns you've seen I mean, I never thought I'd like a show about... No, I, I agree. I agree. When when it first started, I was a bit of Peaky Blind. is a weird name. Yeah. What is that? And yeah. and first couple of episodes, and yeah, I was a bit like, mm, not sure. But I, yeah. I went with it. Like anything, it's not so much the subject matter. It's the connection you have with the characters and yeah. the fact that you get immersed in the world. Yes, it's how it's written and, and uh, how it looks. And, and because it looks so stunning and, and it feels... It feels like you're there, really. It's that yeah. kind of setup on uh, screen. We we spoke about how the fact that I I have rather large, ridiculously large collection of TV on DVD, and I'm getting to the point of thinking, yeah. even if I live for another sixty years, which is medically possible, uh, I don't know <laughs> whether I'll I'll manage to rewatch anything. Are you a big rewatcher? Do you own much? Would you buy? Something um, like Peaky Blinders on DVD if you loved it, or are the, you very much that? The was problem there. is with these programs now; they're just nearly permanently going to be made available online, aren't they? Mm. Through Netflix, you know, I've got quite a few DVDs, but I can't. It's very rare. I think the last DVD I bought was of a TV series with no offense, because I don't, that, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like the app. on all sort of, four, and that's all. awkward to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But really, I think. 
because it's so available online there's, there's no real i'm amazed like you walk in hmv and there's so many dvds in there i know so, and they're well, still releasing them peaky blinders out in january on dvd if you want it by the way if you're waiting as a general rule you don't re-watch much i do like my, my favorite favorite shows i definitely re-watch a lot there are certain shows you can watch once and really enjoy them but they have never had the pull to go back to them Mm. See, I keep wanting to do Breaking Bad again, but I just haven't had the opportunity yeah. yet. If TV would stop, and <laughs> yeah, just, just you know, stop. Just it's show just the test card. Yeah, show the test card for a month, and let me watch Breaking Bad again and some of the things I really loved. As you say, even stuff like Peaky Blinders, if you do miss it, will be yeah. online in the very near future for you to catch yeah. up on. But saying yeah, that, I'm not a binge watcher either, so I'm somewhere in the middle of. I'm not really a binge watcher. I tried Game of Thrones a few weeks ago, yeah. and I've still only seen one episode. Well, that's one more than me. That's the one show that I. But I can't. I, feel I, like... I can't say. I can't be no longer say I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones because now I have seen one. That's true, actually. That's a I... good game to play. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like never, never seen you've it. Never seen it. You've never. Well, I will end the call there. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. Custard TV Reviews at gmail.com. We're going to finish with some loose ends, some stuff that we have uh, been watching, completed, talked about a few times or maybe once, and did we continue with it? Gary's got a few of his, so we'll start with him. Due to that time in, in hospital that I had recently, I was able to finish a couple of um, uh, Netflix shows. So I finished Mindhunter, uh, which was excellent. Um, it, it really did deliver at the end of the series. You know, the idea that they were that the characters were changed by the work that they were doing really came out. Uh, I managed to finish series one of Carried On with series two of Riverdale, which... Again, I, I reference a very good article on the website that one of your contributors wrote that actually does sort of perfectly pitch how it is. I think this is a binge show. I think I could save six or seven episodes at a time and watch it. I don't I don't feel like I'm getting the same enjoyment by watching it weekly, so I think I might stop and, and push that one off. And also, I finished the series halfway point of Star Trek Discovery, uh, which has been excellent. Uh, but you haven't finished some, or even continued with some shows that you've liked, including Gurg. Uh, Gunpowder, yeah. which you thought you might catch up on. Our Girl, which made your uh, top ten last year. Did you yeah. past episode one of that this time? I, I got to episode two. I'm well, I'm sorry to bring the off-air to the on-air. Still watched it. Matt and I were so insistent on watching Stranger Things, and we had a few hiccups they on recording. They were at the same time. No, but I feel like Stranger Things took over my television life, in not a bad way, because I really enjoyed it, and obviously enjoyed doing the podcast. So I think I put everything like that on the back burner that was on at roughly the same sort of time. And I know I will go back to it because, as we said, the, the lack of, sort of Christmas new telly will mean that I'll be watching some of these things and hopefully we'll do a loose ends another time. And I, I, Before Luke goes into his list, I will just mention that I finally finished I Know Who You Are, the Spanish drama. Um, oh, yes, the extra drama, episodes the, or whatever. The, the extra six episodes. Oh, sorry. I did enjoy... Um, not to reference, I know Luke hates it when we reference other writers, but um, Alison Graham of the Radio Times had a nice little thing where she said, you'll need a flask of tea and a Kendall mint cake to uh, <laughs> get get through the marathon. Well, because the penultimate episode was 90 minutes. The final episode was an hour and 45 minutes. 
Wow. On Saturday night, they were on back-to-back on BBC4. So you had... Oh, like, I see. What, the 90-minute and then the hour 45? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's, as you say, that's that's a lot, but... I thought you were going to give us the actual maths there, Gary. I would have been impressed. It's, it, it's, it is very bonkers. I found the last six episodes to, to take it in a very bonkers direction. The first ten I really enjoyed, and it was very tense. The, the last six, it's still worth watching and catching up on, I think. I think it's enjoyable, but it isn't as rewarding an experience as something like Trapped Was or... Okay. Um, bridge the killing but it's 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 heightened do, do but the, you cat, the, the story is very intriguing so you now have any understanding of why the bbc cut it in this way i still i don't understand why they decided to put another show on and then go back to it but i understand why why they cut it there if that makes sense i understand oh, that's fair point why, yeah why the cut was made and i think if if they had no had the last six episodes i probably would have enjoyed the series more as a whole yeah <laughs> weird uh, but we needed black lake so, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? couple of mine, then. The End of the Effing World, which you can only find at the moment on the All 4 app, which is a crime. I think it's a real shame. That yeah. there's no I've watched all of this as well. I adored this so much, so it will be on, spoiler, it will be on my top ten of the best shows of the year. I watched Ooh. it all in one go. I just found it enthralling. I thought mm. the two leads had brilliant chemistry. It was believable throughout i didn't doubt it i just loved it i want to see that i immediately when it finished i wanted to own it Mm. because that's how can you get it on dvd you can't it's not available anywhere the only place you can watch it why why can i ask do we know why this has been hidden like this i uh, know there's it's going to go on netflix in the u.s is it the american influence do you think that is kind of or do you think because not often why. that Channel 4 get ashamed by a programme, is it? You know, they're fairly free and liberal with their programmes. No, th- this, is an, this is a great, great programme. Well, I think so it's got something to do with contracts, sorry. probably, hasn't it? Oh, and OK. Netflix, it being a Netflix co-production that... So you they can, can only... show it on all four and promote it, but they can't mm. put it on any they, they showed the first episode on Channel 4, because me and you both watched it, didn't oh, we? Oh, that's true. Yeah, no. I watched it on Channel 4. You're right. But you didn't feel compelled to watch the rest of it. I've watched the second episode. I didn't like it as much as the first, so I kind of shelved it. But I know it's going to be there to go back to. Okay. It's on the awful. I don't know how long it'll be there, but there you go. Okay. Motherland, another show that will probably make my top ten of the year, is is all done. I've watched that on iPlayer and enjoyed it. Went on far more of an emotional journey with the characters than I was expecting. Yes, it's cringeworthy, but it's really well done. The three leads, well, the four leads, sorry, are really, really engaging, have a great time together, and it's it just gels a lot better than that pilot did that we sort of took the mick off last year, and I think it was a real revelation for me personally, having not liked it much uh, last time around. Motherland's all on iPlayer, or on Tuesday nights, I think. On Yeah, yes. Tuesday nights on BBC Two. Still playing my way through Detectorist, that's brilliant still. And the good Me place, too. the the um the up to date as we can be on the good place with yeah. news in the last half hour. More. With news in the last half hour that we'll get the next five episodes in early January and then a third season in September. Brilliant. So they've got some scope. How are we uh, feeling about that? Because you were trepidatious about where it could go. I think they've managed to keep the surprises coming without dropping in quality, uh, which I think has been really good. So I, I, I've been thoroughly impressed by how they have dealt with this. 
you know, we talked in the past about how television series, once they get out of series one, once they get out of their main sort of, you know, plot point, how do they carry on <clears throat> heroes? So I, I'm really impressed by the writing and the quality of the writing. And I, I just think I, Ted Danson is just brilliant in this. Yeah. Um, absolutely brilliant. And it's the first thing that I've asked all three of you to watch where all three of us have carried well, on watching it, which has never happened before, I don't think. I've been influenced by Matt. You might have been influenced by me. Oh, uh, 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 hold on. <laughs> Hello? The, 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 first se- no, the first series that you ever asked me to watch, the Silk. British one. Yeah, Silk, I think, is the only other yeah. thing I can think that we watched all of them. Going back to our conversation at the beginning, you liked it so much what you saw... You went out and bought series bought one on season DVD. one on DVD. Yeah. I've yeah. since sold it on. So. Are we going to have a chat about American Vandal? Have you finished that? Yeah, I finished it. I, I, I think I think my problem with it was it, and it's not a fault of the show or a fault of you two, because I felt against the clock to finish it. It became homework, and I enjoy, enjoyed it less because of that. Because I was thinking, right, I, got, I can't stop. I got to do another one. There's the man who just admitted this. that he made me and Matt watch the good like the good place in less than about a week. Yeah, I know, but that. So, yeah, I, I appreciate. But it. when it happens think... to him, it's a different. Yeah. Spoiler: What did you think of the re- that they revealed at the end that Dylan didn't do it, but they didn't reveal. You know, they they alluded to it, but they didn't. Well, this um, is the sad thing. You were talking about Stranger Things earlier. This is the sad thing that I had unwittingly read that quite early on uh, before I'd even seen it. It just assumes that everybody does it all in the first few days. I, I kind of had thought right at the beginning that he did it anyway. I kind of felt like maybe they were going down a path that actually was going to reveal that he did it and he was just trying to... I sort to, of you know, would be more interested to know what you both feel yeah. about there being more. I think it might be a whole new because ca- the two um, case, yeah because the two um, leads Peter and Sam weren't seniors were they all the others I think that they were following were graduating that year but they weren't so they've got another year at the high school yeah all the I, other- I think I think to me the point in which the series opened up was the point in which they released the documentary and you got more people mm. actually looking at them. And, of course, all the fan theories. I think that, to me, is where the show yeah, went to America another Vandals. level. The Nana's Party episode, I really like, where they were piecing yes. together all these bits from all these Snapchat videos. And I think that's the thing about it, is that teenagers now have to document everything that they do. Yeah, yeah. And, and they just do that it is, without even thinking. That is the clever they? thing about this, that they've made this documentary, because all this evidence of everything that people do is now available. I think that's the clever thing. I might have done it all in one go, not 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 against my will. I didn't I didn't not enjoy it, and it it's very clever the way it. Because if you did switch your brain off, you could think I'm watching a real crime thing. It is so well done. Mm. It is so authentic. And that makes it a better comedy. You know, the U- the UK version of The Office never forgot that there was supposed to be a camera crew there filming it. And for me, it made it a more authentic documentary and the, comedy. And there were and consequences the to the documentary being uploaded. Like there was the girl who, the one with the hand job, I can't remember that, who, who confronted Peter at the end saying, you know, oh, why did yeah. you do this? You didn't have to... You didn't have to do this. And then there was the stuff with Sam and the girl he fancied and all of that. And I just like that. And yeah. it is funny if you always play it straight. And that's what always, like, the Zucker brothers and stuff who did Airplane, it's always like, play, play it straight and it'll be funny. Yeah. And that's what this is. Yeah, did. stick, but stick I, I, your original kind of, you know, premise quite strongly and don't ever veer from it. And they didn't. You know, they no. always went back to 
them taking it very seriously, whereas we're not. We know that everyone else wasn't, but they, the filmmakers, took it seriously. Don't know if they could they could recreate the brilliance of this in the second season, but we'll have to wait and see. Again, you you hope that perhaps somewhere in the middle of series one they started thinking about series two, and if they did, then hopefully they've got because you've got to sometimes you've got like the Good Place, you've got to trust that an original idea comes from people who've got more than just one original idea that maybe they've got more than one. that is the podcast for this week so uh, matt will walk us through how you can reach us when we're, we're not, not doing pick of the week oh yeah well we, I no forget about that yeah we I, can do the, we'd not a lot watch what we've told you to watch yeah there you go yeah. detectorist motherland yes so ways you can get in touch with us uh facebook.com slash the custard tv you can give us a like on there we try and post all the stuff from the website up on there uh, best way to get in contact with us is uh, individually is on Twitter with me at Matt's TV Bites, Gary at the Gary Show, Luke Luke Custard TV. Oh, very nice. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us as a collective and discuss what you're liking, is there any hidden gems that you know that we don't? Um, Custard TV Reviews at gmail.com is the email address. Um, if you would like to listen to the review sort of individually explore our back catalogue it's sort of going up uh, in video form i say video in inverted comment commas it's basically a clip of the a clip of the review and a picture of the show so enjoy that um youtube if you search the custard tv it is currently all up to date so um the ones that we talked about yeah uh, last podcast well feel free to knock yourself out uh, uh, reviews going back to the end of 2013 so almost four years of reviews on there also, if you want to give back to us uh, monetarily, you can. Uh, Patreon is where you need to go. Patreon.com slash The Custard TV. Uh, there you'll find some bonus podcasts, some bonus newsletters, and Gary's address. And, you have to pay uh, quite a bit for that, though. Yeah, that's in the $50. Uh, um, and you can find this podcast and all the previous ones at The Custard TV. Uh, Luke, is there anything else up there this week? I can't remember what I referenced last week, so... We'll say yes, um, like, there looks like there's a thing about uh, the problem with ITV Factual up there at the moment. Yes, there is. There's a thing mm-hmm. about the problem with ITV Factual, uh, Factual Entertainment, yeah. And the reviews of the latest episode of The A Word and probably The Apprentice, would you say? Yes, by the yeah. time the I, would, I would say that, yeah. On iTunes, if you would like to give us a five-star review if you have not already. Also, if you would like to um, write some nice words, tell others why they should be listening to us on iTunes. Even if you don't listen through iTunes, it would be still nice for you to do so. Um, And we're also available on all those other sort of apps, Overcast, um, Spreaker. Well, you could get us in every different format you want. I think there's any inch of the internet. We don't don't have a MySpace page, though, do we? No. No. We may not be back next week. I looking at it, it's slim pickings. We haven't had an email in ages. If people want oh, to request yeah. things for us to watch for next yeah. week. If we get an email with something well, no, if, we get like four, if we get like four emails with four show requests for us to watch by like right. the weekend. Shows that are shows that you can watch. So yeah. like not space above and beyond, you know. You Although I've got the that. DVD, I can I can send it to Luke and Matt. But, you know. And also, 
get in touch with us. Do you still watch DVDs or do you, do you think they're old hat like the cassette tape and the VHS and the VHS? Or like an old hat? Well, yeah, very much so. But you can still get good use out of that in this weather. So I don't know. All right, then. Take care and I will wish you a happy goodbye. Bye now. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realise that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.